You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. 13 Days of Halloween is from Grim and Mild, Blumhouse, and iHeart3D Audio. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. The rain is coming. We have to hurry down. You all can't possibly be holding your gathering in this weather. We wait for this weather, child. What? Why? Because the fury of the storm finally matches the fury inside of each of us. I have questions. <laughs> of course you do. What is the gathering? And, it, and who is George Barrow? It's time for you to take the medicine. The medicine the doctor gave you. What? The medicine the doctor gave you. You still have it. Yes. Then take it. I feel fine. It's preventative. Who is George Barrow? Why do I know that name? If you take your medicine, I will tell you. Fine. Good. Come on, I'll tell you as we walk down to the shore. I don't remember my mother. We have that in common. And I don't know any of the details of my birth... All I know is what I have been told. That I was found on the beach, not far from where you woke. I was found without so much as a swaddle by Papa. Silent, wide-eyed, the waves lapping at my feet. Papa said it was a miracle that he happened out that night at all. He says I could have drowned or frozen if he hadn't wandered out. I don't remember when he found me, but I have dreamt about how I got there. Countless gentle hands, fins, tentacles all passing me through the dark water to my lonely spot on the shore. I did not arrive in Dyerbrook by accident. I was placed there. It was a solitary childhood, though it never felt lonely. Papa did not care for the townspeople, and he tried to keep me away from them in my earliest days. He did not trust them. He did not trust the town or the sea, or frequently his own eyes. He forbade me from ever going into Dyerbrook without him. Our trips for supplies and food were brief. I wasn't allowed to speak to anyone, but 
As time passed, I began to recognize faces. The mayor with his toothy smile like a shark's. The priest with his stooped back and scars. But especially the boy. The boy with the green eyes. It was him, hiding behind the trees, peeking around the corners on the street every time we came into town, that I found myself drawn to. His name? George Barrow. His family had been in the town for generations, and he was the last of his line, and I was mesmerized by him. Of course, he was the only boy I'd ever met, but he was drawn to me, too. Without knowing why, one night I woke, and without thought I put on my sweater and my jeans. I slipped on my shoes and went outside. I hadn't the foggiest idea of where I was going, only that I had to see George. And then, like magic, there he was. I found him at the well, whispering secrets into it. He did not seem surprised to see me. That night we walked all over town, and he divulged many of the same secrets that I've told you today. He told me that the townspeople all spoke of the lighthouse keeper's daughter all of the time. That the whole village seemed to hold its breath when we came in the shop. <laughs> I asked why, and he smiled. You're the mother, he said. And when I asked him what he meant, he told me that all would come clear in time. We began sneaking to see each other almost nightly, I was smitten, and so was George. I really do believe he loved me, despite everything that came after. It was, after all, love that destroyed everything. Love, great and terrible. When finally he introduced us, George's family loved me. His friends loved me, and as I met through him more and more of the townsfolk, I couldn't help but wonder what Papa was so concerned about. These people were pure kindness. I couldn't walk down Main Street without someone gifting me a flower. The baker? A fresh cinnamon bun. The pastor? A kind smile. And what's more, they all called me Mother. I did not know why, nor could I get an answer. They'd all just say, Soon enough, mother. When you've married, mother. You just wait. You are special. And you are loved. Who was I to argue with people who regarded me so highly? Are you quite all right, dear? Yes, I... Oh, my head is swimming... And the visions in the sky swimming. Ah, the medicine kicking in. Good, good girl. Can you keep on? Yes. I feel good. Excellent. I finally told Papa. He flew into a rage. I had never seen that before. He was always so even-tempered. 
but warned that I would come to a sorry end, that George would lead me to ruin. So I let George lead me to ruin. We were married on my 20th birthday. The whole town was there. And though Papa refused to walk me down the aisle, when my face searched the crowd, he was there. His eyes wet, his face so much older. And I found out on my wedding night the truth. The pastor may speak the words of the father in the sea, may make his own small sacrifices, but the mother, the mother carries the father's promise to land. Our God is not a jealous God. He requires very little of us day to day. He doesn't care much for mortal matters. He does not punish us for our sins. Just as a judge on his bench does not adjudicate the squabbles of children, both have more important matters to deal with. That does not mean, however, that the Father does not involve himself in our lives. He listens to our prayers and is generous with his blessings. But he does not give gifts freely. Each blessing requires payment. Each person living here has given and has received. For small blessings, a small payment is exacted. A pinprick of blood for a sunny wedding. A beloved pet sacrificed so that a child may recover from a troubling illness. People cannot survive on a patchwork of such small blessings, especially not in a place such as Dyerbrook, with its rocky soil and choppy harbor. For that, something much larger is required. Do you understand? This is where Mother comes in. Every few generations, the Mother appears on the shore. It is written that the entirety of society is to watch out for her, to keep her safe, to keep her sheltered and well-fed, for it is the mother's duty to give birth to the child of the father of the sea. That's... Great responsibility, yes. And one that I only became aware of once George and I found out that we were expecting It was the day the doctor told me that I was with child, that everything changed. When I walked out, the whole town was waiting for me in the street, just silent, watching. They parted for us when we stepped forward, making a path that led to the front doors of the church. So George and I went where we were welcomed by the priest. And that is when I learned the terrible truth of the mother. We were given freely to the people, but for the people to thrive, my child must be returned to the sea. When the child was born, it was to be taken down to the water and stoned to death and passed into the water for the father to keep. Such was the price of healthy crops and full nets of ruddy-faced children and infinite good weather. It wasn't fair. I didn't ask for prosperity, for peace, 
I didn't ask for healthy crops or full nets. All I asked for was my own meager happiness. The joy of an orphan who has built her own family. I asked nothing of the father in the sea. I was afraid to tell George at first, and so I told Papa, and he was the one who made the plan. One night, as George slept, I crept out of the house, across the town square, and out to the road where a truck was waiting for me. Papa stood there, talking to its driver who had agreed to take me south that night to safety. We said our goodbyes, and I rode away from here. I had a daughter. She was lovely, and she smiled often, and had eyes of Kelly Green. We lived in a small house, far away from any shore, a place where it was always warm. A small room that I rented from a widow. No one knew we were there. We were safe and content. And then Papa wrote to me. He said that George had gone nearly out of his mind when we left in the months that followed. That he begged and pleaded and threatened Papa for the information. But it was never given up. He said George grew discouraged. And then finally, as months turned into years, finally had stopped eating, sleeping, bathing. Said he was wasting away from misery and said that he believed George would soon be dead. <laughs> I was foolish. I went to him. I don't know why. I, I left my child with the widow. I made her swear to keep her safe, and I came to find George. I, I think I believed I'd be able to bring him home to our daughter. Ah, well, they started to arrive. Who? Our friends and our neighbors. The gathering is almost upon us. What, what happened to George? Oh. George was dead. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And he was blamed for my disappearance and for the disappearance of the child that was to be Dyerbrook's payment to the father in the sea. They buried him in concrete in the cemetery so that his body would never be returned to the ocean. Jesus. I was caught while visiting his grave. How they tortured me, they threatened. No matter what, I wouldn't give up the location of my child. I wasn't allowed to leave. Even if I could escape the people, the town would just pull me back in. But the child... The child was safe. Years passed, and then more years. I watched the town decline, and I hardened my heart against it. I watched as the nets came up empty, as families went hungry. I watched as people died from all sorts of strange illnesses, grew colder towards each other. I watched boats sink, and the dead men appeared on our shores. I thought myself an island. And then the children disappeared. The father in the sea took them from us. Because of me. Because of my selfishness. 
my inability to see my role in this story. Love had made me blind. And so I came to the ocean, and I prayed every day at dawn. When the sun comes up and lights the waves, I prayed for my child's return. I bargained with our God. I cut myself on seashells and bled into the water to seal that bargain. And I came back day after day, month, and then, finally, on the day my child was to turn 20, the widow wrote to me a sorrowful sort of note, begging my forgiveness. For what? For the death of my daughter. Hello, Pastor. Good evening. It's time. Wait. Gee, wait. Dear, take this final dram. It will finally make everything clear. Go on, then. Go on. Foero car. Condutilo car. Rigefios coldiro car. Griarte blui. You remember. me to the beach. It was my birthday. I begged her. She said my mother wouldn't approve that the ocean was dangerous. Oh, I was relentless. Hounded her about it day and night, and she was old and loved me and wanted to see me happy. With mother gone for so long. And so one morning, we packed our bags and grabbed towels, and we went. Ah. And the sea was so vast, exactly what I dreamt it would be, and oh, oh, so blue. And it, it called, called to me. It called my name. I could hear its voice in my head as it said, Cordelia. The same name as my mother. Yes. I was drawn to it. I dropped everything and walked in. The poor widow, as she called for me, but I was entranced. She said it was dangerous and I laughed. I laughed. Because how silly, how stupid it sounded to think that just stepping in could be dangerous. But as I stepped in... It came out of nowhere. What did? The wave. As if it had been waiting for me. It had. It knocked me over, pulled me under, and the last thing I remember was my skull hitting the ocean floor, and... How did I get here? I prayed for it. Why? Why would you bring me back here? We owed a debt. I owed nothing. I asked for nothing. It is not for us to decide. I will go with you to meet the father in the sea. No. 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 Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Sorry, girl. It is his will. We now take up from your shore stones smoothed by your glorious hand. Send your child home! No. No. 
Put the rocks down? <laughs> Cordelia? I don't want this. I don't. Cordelia, it's over. It's the father. Everything returns to him. Including us. We shall celebrate tonight in his kingdom. Cast the first stone! Wait, wait. I... Be brave, daughter. <laughs> Everything returns to him. Everything returns to him. Everything returns to him. With this final stone, I send you back to the Father. Everything returns to him. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Thirteen Days of Halloween, Everything Returns to the Sea, starring Kathy Najimy, Bethany Ann Lind, and Nicholas Tokoski. 
written by Nicholas Tukoski. Sound design and mixing by Josh Thane. Casting by Jessica Luza, created by Matt Frederick and Alex Williams, with executive producer Aaron Mankey. A production of iHeartRadio, Grim and Mild, and Blumhouse Television. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.